Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning. I am Heather Caro. This is Deacon Paul Trinan. Thank you for joining us this fine, beautiful morning. We're broadcasting from the Abbey of the Hills in South Dakota. Amidst the robins and the rest of the birds outside. The just windows are away. open. The pine trees, I can smell them. But before we... And you can hear the bells out in the background, oh, yeah. too. So we're blessed to be here. We're blessed to be here. And we're going to get our show started off right away. We're actually going to throw it up to North Dakota, where Father Jason Lefor is going to um, preside in Mass for us this morning. So thank you, Father Jason Lefford. Take it away. <laughs> All peoples clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All peoples clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy, Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Graciously grant to your church, O merciful God, that gathered by the Holy Spirit, she may be devoted to you with all her heart, 
and united in purity of intent. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. At Miletus, Paul spoke to the presbyters of the church of Ephesus. Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock, of which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers, in which you tend the church of God that he acquired with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come among you, and they will not spare the flock. And from your own group, men will come forward perverting the truth to draw the disciples away after them. So be vigilant and remember that for three years, night and day, I unceasingly admonished each of you with tears. And now I commend you to God and to that gracious word of this, of his that can be built, built up and to that gracious word of his that can build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are consecrated. I have never wanted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You know well that these very hands have served my needs and my companions. In every way I have shown you that by hard work of that sort, we must help the weak. And keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus, who himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down and prayed with them all. They were all weeping loudly as they threw their arms around Paul and kissed him, for they were deeply distressed that he had said that they would never see his face again. Then they escorted him to the ship. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Show forth, O God, your power, the power, O God, with which you took our part. For your temple in Jerusalem, let the kings bring you gifts. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. You kingdoms of the earth, sing to God, chant praise to the Lord, who rides on the heights, who rides on the heights of the ancient heavens. Behold, his voice resounds, the voice of power. Confess the power of God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. O Israel in his majesty, his power in the skies. Awesome in his sanctuary is the God, the God of Israel. He gives power and strength to his people. Sing to God. O kingdoms of the earth. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. 
consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost, except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them to the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them, so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. He has ascended as he said, Alleluia, Alleluia. He has truly ascended, Alleluia, Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord and giver of life. We are in the sixth day of the great novena. Today's day is uh, dedicated or consecrated to the spirit of understanding. So all of us who wait now for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, trusting that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of power and authority of God the Father interceding for us day and night, we open ourselves now to receive the spirit of understanding. What I want to stress about these gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're not, they're not natural gifts. They're not human gifts. They're not created gifts. They're supernatural. It means that they're above our human nature. They are divine in nature. Because of our baptism into Christ Jesus, we have access now to these supernatural gifts. Think of it this way. This gift that we were asking for, being prepared for, the gift of understanding, it's, it's, the, it's the gift of understanding that the Heavenly Father gives to His Son that the Son receives from the Father and now realizes of the Father and from the Father. Baptism into the, the, um, the human nature of Christ, which is one with his divine nature, now gives us access to the, our inheritance, which is the, the divine life, its very self. And so as we prepare in this for these, the gift of the Holy Spirit himself, and these various gifts that he gives to us, keep this in mind. We, we're opening ourselves up to something that is beyond us, that's not natural to us. We cannot receive it unless it is given to us by another. Jesus, one of the last things he said was, remember your inheritance. Our inheritance is nothing less than the divine nature itself. God desires for us to be one with him in all things, not until after we die, 
but here, now, at this moment. So remember your dignity, O man, your relationship with God. And then we see here now, Acts of the Apostles is almost coming to an end here. Uh, this Easter season is coming rapidly to a close. And we see here how Paul has wrapped up his third missionary journey. He's giving his farewell address to the elders of Ephesus, where he'd spent three years. He's not in Ephesus because Paul, wherever he went, there was some contention. But he's giving them a very stern word here, saying that he you know, consecrates them to the Lord. They're prepared to be mature Christians and oversee the community. But there is going to be strife. There's going to be tribulation. And, and it's come from outside the church and within the church, and they must keep vigilant. They must always be consecrated to the truth. And then in the gospel today, um, it helps very much. This is, of course, from the Last Supper discourse, but to envision now Jesus Christ at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, where he is speaking on our behalf to the Heavenly Father, and we hear the conversation that he's using to intercede to the Father, who knows us now because our human nature has gone to the right hand of power and authority of God himself. And he's speaking to him and explaining how we're one with Christ, therefore we should be one with the Father. And so just as the Father treats his Son, he should treat us. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we believed this and if we lived it, that we are one with God the Father, we have access to him. We're consecrated in the capital T, in the truth, capital T. Jesus Christ is the truth. We are one with Christ. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, Lord. Let us turn now to our Heavenly Father, confident he hears and answers all of our prayers. Eternal Father, we pray for Pope Francis, Bishop Folda, and all to whom Christ has entrusted his power and authority. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for our nation and all who suffer from the coronavirus. Grant to our government leaders a spirit of wisdom and cooperation. Grant to our healthcare workers good health and endless energy. Grant to our nation a strong economy. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all who labor in agriculture. Grant to them safety and fruitfulness in their labors. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless the Real Presence Radio Network and all of those who labor to bring about word through the airwaves. In our midst, raise up missionaries and catechists who will proclaim the salvation of Jesus Christ to all the nations. We pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray for the souls of all uh, the deceased. We pray especially uh, for Connie Hodney, who this Mass has offered, and all who die this day, and all the souls in purgatory. Hear our prayer. Eternal Father, I beseech your mercy. Be with these your children who cry to you, so that what they seek at your prompting they may obtain by your ready generosity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received this bread which we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the sacrifices instituted by your commands and through the sacred mysteries, which we celebrate as our dutiful service. Graciously complete the sanctifying work by which you are pleased to redeem us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ. Ascending above all the heavens and sitting at your right hand, he poured out the promise on your adopted children. Therefore, now and for ages unending, with all the host of angels, we sing to you with all your all our hearts, crying out as we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth, are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he is betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this and eat, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray the partaking of the body and blood of Christ. We may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, John, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, Connie, whom you have called from this world to yourself, Grant that she who is united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of the, your church, and graciously grant your peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always, and with your spirit. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. When the paraclete comes, whom I will send you, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me, and you also will bear witness, says the Lord. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When the paraclete comes, whom I will send you, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me, and you also will bear witness, says the Lord. Alleluia. At this time, we'll pray the spiritual communion for all those who are unable to receive Holy Communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving. I'll be your living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving i'll be your living sanctuary for you Let us pray. May our partaking of this divine sacrament, O Lord, constantly increase your grace within us, and by, its, by cleansing us with its power, make us always ready to receive so great a gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May you who believe that Christ is seated with God the Father at his right hand in majesty, know with joy the fulfillment of his promise to remain with you until the end of time. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may this blessing of Almighty God descend upon you and remain with you always, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Regina Cheli Letare, Alleluia. Quia quem eruisti porta, Alleluia. Resurrexit, sicuxit, Alleluia, ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. And thank you to Father Jason Luffer. That was our daily Mass today up from Fargo Diocese. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have a fantastic guest with us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. Hello everyone, Steve Splonskowski here with Real Presence Radio. During these unprecedented times of difficulty, we are challenged to review what we value most and what we cannot imagine living without. Over the next few weeks and perhaps months, we will be reminded of what a great gift the Eucharist is because we will be separated for a time from our Lord's precious gift. Our priests and bishops continue reaching out and ministering to us still as they can through Real Presence Radio, diocesan websites, and social media. But remember that our parishes will suffer without any ability to receive support on the weekends. I ask you to consider giving as you can to make sure that our parishes, the basic building blocks of our Catholic communities, remain strong during this time of difficulty. We at Real Presence Radio remain steadfast in doing all we can to also help and assist our church in this time, and also appreciate your ongoing prayers and support. God bless you. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. This is Deacon Paul Trinan. We're up at the Abbey of the Hills for Real Presence Live. We're just excited to be here. I know. The windows are open. Perfect weather. We've got perfect We've got perfect guests to, oh, to visit with today. Oh, that's a tall order there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm glad I'm a host and not a guest. <laughs> we want to welcome everybody back. We're grateful to have you with us. Uh, did you know that you can listen to Real Presence live in any of the daily programs you hear on RPR on our, on our app? What? Our app. Simply go to the app store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. And then once you've downloaded, Real Presence Radio is, is accessible yes. accessible anywhere you are at any time. So if you don't have the RPR app yet, go to the App Store Get it. now and download it and listen to our Depends next interview. 
Well, and, you know, on the way up here, once I hit Brookings, my 94.5 signal died. Boom. Boom. And then I don't get it until I get up here to Aberdeen. Or I'm not in Aberdeen, but 88.9 up here. But I turn on my app and stream. I got to listen to Rutten, Rutten Radio <laughs> this morning. <laughs> We're going to keep it more online. That's kind of how we ended up getting you on here, Father Drew. She, as I said, well, the Ruttons are on. You, you oh. probably. And he goes, well, I went to I went to seminary with Paul. Paul. Father Paul. So, uh, yeah, well, it's beautiful. And Father Paul is planning on listening today to see if uh, I don't throw him underneath the bus. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, very good. And if you haven't figured it out, Father Gary Derushi is our guest, our first guest this morning on Real Presence Live, and we're happy to have you here in studio. It's always better to have people in studio. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Beautiful drive out here. The weather is great. Just watching the alfalfa grow, and and the farmers are happy. Yeah. Yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself if they haven't heard from you before. Well, I'm a simple country folk. Uh, Born and raised in Miller, South Dakota, and a family of nine children. And for a little over 30 years, I served in the armed forces with the um, Army Reserves as well as active duty. Started as a Morse code operator and ended up as a chaplain. So, how long have you been? Now, where are you, where are you at now? I'm st- uh, I always want to say station, and that's improper. <laughs> The Catholic world, we don't get station <laughs> assigned. The, uh, the thing is, I was going to just start. I'm stationed at uh, St. Lawrence in Milbank, South Dakota. I've been here just a short period. I came here when I came back from Iraq in 2010. So it's just like uh, last year I got here. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. It does seem like last year that you got here. But, I mean, Milbank, South Dakota, where is that at? That's in the northeast corner of South Dakota. For you, those of you that didn't know where Pesek, North Dakota was, mm-hmm. Pesek, thank you. That, <laughs> you can tell I come from south. We don't south, know where Pesek is, though. I come from southeast <laughs> South Dakota. So, uh, But it's great to have you, Father. We're, we're obviously bringing you in here on the tales of Memorial Day weekend. And we had you as a guest here back for Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that, that was just really a real treat for folks to hear some of the stories, and it's all about the stories. Um, I know. We, last time he was here, we could have had him on for like an hour and a half. Yeah. He doesn't remember telling stories, though. I seldom. <laughs> anybody who knows me knows I n- seldom tell stories. Uh, you know, as we are this week, we celebrated Memorial Day. Uh, Millbank... Um, we had the celebration of the Memorial Day Mass out at the cemetery, and then we had a short program uh, honoring the those who have given of the ultimate gift of themselves for our nation. And the American Legion, as well as the VFW of Millbank, assisted us in that, where we had the laying of a wreath by a retired uh, Navy captain. I struggled, you know, with having Navy because, you know, I'm Army. <laughs> but he can fit in his uniform and I can't. <laughs> so, and he he's a, a very... Kind of, de- it's kind of baggy on you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what they say, you put your clothes in your, your closet and they shrink. Yeah. And so, uh, he, he has a great experiences of serving and... And he moved to Millbank several years ago and is an uh, active member of the Paris along with his wife, who's also a lieutenant commander in the oh, Navy. Wow, so, both 
the two of them have been a great presence for military in our community. And so uh, uh, Captain Bunker presented the wreath for all armed forces, you know, mm -hmm. not just the Army and Navy, but all the armed forces. A, a beautiful ceremony and had the the uh, national anthem being sung by one of our formal former high school students and taps being played by one of our high school students. And so just a great presence. We had uh, probably over 100 people at beautiful. the cemetery for the mass and for this uh, ceremony. And to be able to have the American flag being flown at each of the graves mm -hmm. for the uh, veterans and the large flags, the which are the flags that uh, have been donated, and those flags covered the coffins of the veterans. And that's that's very impressive to be able to go through the cemetery and see that witness. Right. Well, and one distinction, I think, as the generations progress and as we get further and further away of um, the younger generations going and visiting the cemeteries has mm -hmm. become less frequent. I know that my grandmother would never miss an opportunity to go visit the gravesite and decorate the gravesite. Um, can we talk for some of us younger generations and describe the difference between, say, Memorial Day and Veterans Day, because mm -hmm. there is a distinct difference. Well, Memorial Day, of course, started as Decoration Day, uh, and it goes all the way back to the Civil War and recognizing the, those who died serving their country. And as it went into past the Civil War, into the World War I, they recognizing that we want to continue to have this day set aside for all those, not just the Civil War, mm -hmm. but for all, all those who have given their life for their nation. Whereas Veteran Day is, is recognizing all those who have served right. living and deceased, primarily the living. And, but it's the Memorial Day is uh, focused on the deceased. I had the distinct pleasure of and privilege to serve at Arlington National Cemetery for four years. And one year I was out there during Memorial Day weekend. And so as chaplains, we go out and place the flags at the graves of all the chaplains. There's Chaplain Hill in Arlington Cemetery where there's roughly about 100 um, chaplains that are buried there. And we as the chaplains that were stationed in Arlington and in the surrounding area went out there to place the, the flags. As the old guard places over 228,000 flags at each of the cross, each of the gravestones, as well as bringing it to the niches. Is there a way for someone like me? Um, my grandfather is buried, you know, up by Sturgis in, mm -hmm. in the cemetery up there. Is there a way, as you're walking through a cemetery, to tell if somebody died while in action? While in action. Or uh, in service. Well, in... Uh, most cemeteries, they, they will have a military marker indicating that they served. The marker itself usually does not indicate they died in action or not. Okay. Um, they could. Uh, that would be a preference of the family. but Even Arlington, I've been there a couple times, and I incorrectly thought that everybody in Arlington died in battle. No. But that's no. not true. Mm -hmm. uh, and recognizing that in a military 
cemetery, you have both the service member and their spouse, mm -hmm. and the possibility right. of a child mm -hmm. if uh, for some uh, circumstances. Arlington is probably the most strict on uh, requirements because so many would like to be there. Uh, and it can be three, four months after the death of the individual before they can have the burial. I want to back up a little bit to a broader <coughs> view, and this is a question I've always wondered. As we become... And Father and I, we kind of share a passion for John Wayne movies. Okay? Oh, so unheard. full disclosure okay. here: when you look back on on society back then, you just go, Ugh, you know. Yeah. But obviously, we become a lot more secularized since then. And you sit there and you look at the military, and it's become more secularized right. since then as well. And you think, how can we continue to have? Praise God, we do have military chaplains in a in a secular you know hmm. kind of what i'd say a secularizing military you can you explain how that i mean it's the grace of god but maybe a few more nuts and bolts to that well i do know when i was in iraq there was the discussion of removing all chaplains from the military so that that position can be held by another officer and that they would just hire civilians to fulfill the role of a chaplain that role then would incorporate anybody that might have a psychological or um, a counseling degree could yeah. be the chaplain yet that civilian would most likely not be on the battlefield and that's where the argument is do you uh, do you bring the civilian out onto the battlefield and it's important for the chaplain to be able to be deployed with the troops i see i just you know as i'm on speaking i'm reminded of the team that traveled with me the first about 10 months i was in iraq and their nick their call sign was easy team their primary job was to escort the general around the battlefield. Um, and that the commander of the division said, you know, uh, we're starting to lose helicopters uh, for support. So, Father, would you be willing to go on the battlefield with my security team? Mm -hmm. They're the only ones that will take you around. And they'll go where you you need to go to, so you can get have Catholic coverage all over the place. And the NCIC was Sergeant Angel, hmm. and it was a great team. But they their job was to ensure the secure travel of their package, be it myself or the general. And so. Two of the soldiers said, well, you know, we're atheists. And I said, well, if you have a problem taking me around the battlefield, then I'll request a different team because I do not want you to put yourself at risk for something you don't believe in. And both of them immediately said, we have no problem hmm. ensuring that your safety to these places. We think people have the right to it. And we started talking and found out that they really weren't atheists, they were uh, agnostic. But in that concept of, of our travels, they would ask many questions, and one of the questions they asked was very point blank. Now, chaplain, 
if we get in a firefight, are you going to pick up a gun and participate? And I said, absolutely not. And he goes, you mean you would watch us die? I said, there is more to do in a, in a fight than just fire the weapon. Mm-hmm. I said, I can go out and retrieve the individual who's dying and offer last rites while you guys are using your guns. I said, I can even drive. And I, I was a little boastful. I said, I could probably drive better than you can. <laughs> they like that. Well, because I, I used to like be that. the colonel's driver. So I already had that <laughs> background. And I had the medal. Uh, so, I mean, but they were really concerned about that. They, because they know that I don't carry a weapon. And so there's 15 people traveling off the installation. And I'm the only one that doesn't have a weapon. Right. And so when we got caught in traffic, you know, the sergeant gets out and he goes, now, turns to me, I'll, chaplain, stay here. I looked at him and said, what do you think I'm going to do? Go shopping? <laughs> you know, there's no place to go in the middle of Iraq. Mm-hmm. And I surely wasn't going to get out when I don't have, you know, there was no protection. So uh, I recognized I was cargo. The time I left the installation till the time I got on back on the on- installation. But through it all, that team made sure that I was always, always protected. And, you know, it was just a great example of, of our military uh, presence. When I served in um, Baghdad, I had the privilege to be there for the pr- placing of the remains on the cargo planes as we were sending back our our soldiers who had died in Iraq. We have what we call a ramp ceremony. That as we receive the remains onto the plane, that we offer our prayers for the deceased. And so as we received them on the plane, I've also then received them at Arlington uh, for the final resting place. And it's really a, a powerful presence to to have those the, the caskets draped in the American flag. And so communities that chose not to put up the flag this year, I just I was just devastated when they th- I thought they weren't going to do it this year. Um, because it, it, it says so much because these men and women poured forth their blood for our freedom. And I don't care what kind of virus, what kind of disease, what kind of issues our nation is experiencing. In times of war, we've stopped to honor our dead. And we can never give that up, no matter what the scenario is. We have to always maintain that. Last year at Arlington National Cemetery, uh, Vice President Pence uh, said it very clearly and several times they did their job. We need to do ours in honoring their lives. And we can't ever forget that. That when we accept these men and women to be members of the armed forces, we take on that responsibility that we will never disrespect them, dishonor them, or forget them. Amen. Pretty powerful stuff. It re- Takes me back. We did a um, 
a Vietnam <coughs> veterans retreat here in mm-hmm. February. Mm-hmm. And the way you're talking, the what, what you're emphasizing and echoing and underscoring is something that a lot of these guys, and there was a lady there too, didn't receive. Right. Didn't receive consistently. And we'd ask them, what, what would it take, you know, at this stage? And, you know, it's just, it's not pomp and circumstance. It's a heartfelt thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but y- your emphasis on, 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 you know, the corporal work of mercy and being with the dead and, and then honoring their their burial is a beautiful thing. I just, you know, as we're talking, there's a, at a service in Arlington, a general's, general officer, and with a general officer comes a lot of pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes with a caisson, it comes with a band, it comes with a marching unit, it comes with the cannons, flags, and the general says, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I w- as long as I have a Catholic priest, mm. the celebration of the Mass, and a Catholic burial, that's all I want. And so it was a very simple service with his immediate family, which was seven individuals, myself, and the organist. They brought his, the military brought a very simple service of bringing this, his remains into the chapel. We celebrated the Mass, and there we proceeded down the road just a few blocks where we interred him at Arlington National Cemetery. And the, the two flower bouquets that were in the car took up more space than the people that we had. Wow. But that's what he wanted. He did not want a big fanfare because his faith was first and foremost. Mm. While I would provide um, services at Arlington Cemetery, there was a couple of times that I was asked to do the other branches. I primarily did Army, but... You're just going to call them the others. others. (laughs) But I had this one Navy uh, funeral where the family thought the military was providing... The military thought the family was providing, so they showed up at the chapel, and there was no priest. Mm-hmm. And so they came and asked me, Father, would you be willing to do a Navy funeral? And, of course, they're all God's children, so I have no problem doing the Navy uh, funeral mass. But what was unique was my altar boy was a Marine general. And when he introduced himself... A marine uh, general. A marine general. <laughs> and, but, he, you know, he introduced himself as Major General so-and-so. But he goes, here, you're in charge. And I go, that's great, General, but can you tell me what this stuff means? <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't understand the Navy writing and the Marine does. Oh, and sure. so it just worked out very well. But, yes, the... At at Arlington, you know, military, we have our rank system, but when it gets into the church, the priest is the the commander, and and no general has ever 
interfered with that because it's most important to celebrate. You their told faith. the story the last time you're here about going around on these helicopters yeah. Yeah, with they the general, leave them behind. <laughs> and he kept taking so long <laughs> at the individual sites yeah. they're at. And then I think your guy Angel <laughs> said, "Wait, wait, general, we, we've got to wait for the priest. Leave without him." And I think yeah, the general said, <laughs> "But they didn't." No, no, because he went and closed the door. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that wasn't Sergeant Angel, but it was. <laughs> It was a different guy, the so gunner. You have and stories. <laughs> he, uh, the general, he, the uh, the <laughs> the general said, "We're leaving him. We're leaving him," and he wouldn't shut the door because he goes, "The chaplain's coming," and I was a couple of blocks away. But I, and, uh, I have all my gear. I'm not running. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last stop for the j- day, and so the general is just going to leave me out there. And so I thought you were when you were telling the story about the general that. That had passed a few minutes ago. I thought that that was the same general. Oh no, no, oh. no, no different. Oh. Um, well, we only have a couple minutes left, and I personally would like to know from you: How can the layperson honor our people who have served? What are some things we can do to honor them? The biggest thing to honor th- those who serve is to thank them. Uh, for those who have died, to offer ma- have the mass celebrated for them. There is no greater prayer than the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. And there's no better way to, to say thank you for those who have died for our country than to celebrate the Mass, to entrust them into the cares of the, our Heavenly Father. And that's the reason why we celebrate the Mass at the cemetery, yeah. because we want to be very specific that this Mass is for those who have given of themselves for, for our freedom so that we can celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's the most important part, to honor them by sh- showing that respect through prayer for those veterans uh, who continue in our community. They do so much in our community to just to thank them. They don't want awards. They don't want medals. They don't want plaques. They just appreciate the, the good old handshake saying thank you for your service. Beautiful. Well, Father Gary DeRushi, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, Father. Thanks Welcome. for being here and thanks for your service. Great, uh, great being here. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. What about Rutten? You were going to say something about Father Rutten? <laughs> <laughs> we're out of time. <laughs> well, next time. <laughs> All right. Time for a quick break. Up next, it's still May, the month of Our Lady. Monsignor Charles Mangan will reflect on the love of our Heavenly Mother right here on Real Presence Radio. Stay with us. Another great hour of Real Presence Radio starts right after this break. <laughs> 